it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The death seal. Does it go far enough? I don't think it does. <clears throat> I don't think it does. I understand Andy Biggs, Ken Buck, Tim Burchett, and Matt Gates. That's not to say, that's not to say that it isn't a small victory. But it doesn't go far enough. It's sort of an if not now, when. You know, the Democrats are saying, you can't do this with the debt ceiling. How dare you? Have the Democrats ever passed on an opportunity to flex their muscles ever? They fight like hell. I've often said if Republicans fought half as hard as Democrats, this country would be in a much better place. As it's been said, it's not my quote. You don't have to give me credit for it. Republicans hold office, but Democrats hold power. Remember the nuclear option? It's kind of amazing. It's kind of like this Bud Light thing. Bud Light sales are down 17%. This is not just a, you know, 48 to 72-hour bug. Bud Light sales are down, and you're watching the meltdowns from people that would never dare be caught drinking Bud Light. Oh, this is punching down. This is punching down. Why a Republican? Who cares? Who cares uh, if Bud Light wants to sponsor Dylan Mulvaney? Oh, I'm sorry. The people that invented boycotts and cancel culture are like, how dare you? How dare you? Right? There's kind of a there's kind of a pattern here, if you will, that when Democrats, when the left does something. And they do it uh, as a matter, uh, almost like clockwork. And conservatives go, you know, we don't, I don't like boycotts. And I'll tell you why. The guy that drives a, a, a delivery truck for a living that says Bud Light on it, that's not actually owned by Anheuser Busch. They're just the distributor, right? They're just a a contract distributor, and they're driving a truck that says Bud Light. I don't want to hurt that guy. Do we we conservatives want to hurt that guy? Maybe maybe he should drive for it. He has no control over that. You know, the people that are working for a living at the Disney parks, it's not their fault that the company's gone woke. Now, look, again, if, if you say, I don't want to buy this product anymore, I get it. I myself, we... We're not going to Disney this year. We're going to Universal. But I wasn't on the radio like, hey, you're not a conservative unless you follow me. I don't I don't like that. I don't want to I don't want to go out there with the intent of hurting people that have nothing to do with this sort of thing. It's not their fault. But there's a bunch, there's a bunch of you know leftists crossing their my God. Well, I'll go out and drink Bud Light. No, you don't. You weren't drinking, but you you thought, but you thought it, thought of Bud Light the same way. Alicia Alicia Heinerscheid thought of it. It's kind of fratty. You look down upon the type of people that buy Bud Light, and now the conservatives said, "You know what? 
We're not going to drink Bud Light. And they're always like, well, you know, you're, you're conservatives don't, they don't flex enough, they don't flex any muscle around here. Corporate America's moved on, everything's progressive, and it takes a drop. You go, oh my God, how dare you do this? Well, on this debt ceiling fight, Kevin McCarthy, who again, I'm not ready to bring him his slippers, jump in his lap and lick his face, said, all right, you guys like to flex your muscles. It was the same thing. I'm no fan of Mitch McConnell. No fan. But when he said, oh, you want to play this game? You're going to tell us that we shouldn't have Supreme Court justices nominated at the tail end of a campaign? Joe Biden's own words, by the way. Fine. We're not going to hear out Merrick Garland. You want to play that game? You want to play the game on the nuclear option? You want to change Senate rules? Every, you, I mean, the Democrats openly, t- openly talk about getting rid of the Electoral College. They had no problem with the Electoral College until Hillary Clinton lost. Well, the Supreme Court is the Supreme Court. Whatever the Supreme Court says goes. Oh, wait, they overturned Roe v. Wade. No, 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 we got to pack the court. Democrats never miss an opportunity to flex their muscles and twist the use of power. So Kevin McCarthy said, fine, you want to play this game? We've got this debt ceiling issue coming up, and I'm going to use it to pass a piece of legislation with the majority House Republican caucus, and we're cutting the spending. Now, we're not talking about major cuts here. They're talking about capping the 2024 spending levels at 2022 spending levels. Okay? That's this. We're not talking about anything massive here, which again, I don't think it goes far enough. We need the penny plan. We need a flat or a fair tax. We need a congressional rescission. As a matter of fact, if I could provide perfectly executed political analysis, and the last time I checked, I can, they should only raise the debt ceiling after they figure out how much is left over. So if they need, let's say, a trillion dollars and there's a half trillion out there in unspent COVID funds, then they should only raise it a half trillion and rescind the unspent COVID funds. Now, this would the only bad thing about this is in the precedent's already there. It's not brand new. But if there was ever another pandemic or some kind of, you know, panic where the government goes, hey, my God, we got to throw in a trillion dollars. Whoever gets it's going to spend it right away because they don't want to give it back. They don't want to give it back. But I don't think this goes far enough. And Joe Biden, see, the problem with, with what we're dealing with in our civics, the way the media speaks is that the Democrats are always the default. That Joe Biden, well, they have to raise the debt ceiling. No, they don't. If you're telling us this is the most crucial thing, then you're going to have to negotiate. You're... You lost the House of Representatives. They held a vote. They passed the bill. Now you've got to contend with it in the Democrat-controlled Senate. Cutting spending is not a bad thing. Wine 695 patriot 957-2874. Headline ABC News. House GOP narrowly passes bill to raise debt limit and cut spending. White House calls it ransom. House Republicans on Wednesday, Wednesday narrowly passed a bill to increase the nation's debt ceiling while cutting federal government spending. And while the legislation has no prospect of becoming law, GOP leaders hope it will force negotiation with Democrats. The proposal known as the 
Limit, Save, Grow Act passed 217 to 215 with four Republicans joining uh, all Democrats voting no. Those Republicans were uh, Biggs, Ken uh, Buck, Tim Burchett, and Matt Gates. They don't think it went far enough. McCarthy held a news conference afterward to tout the passage of the uh, and jabbed back at Democratic critics by suggesting they needed to do more than complain. He addressed President Joe Biden directly at a news conference, quote, we're the only ones to pass a plan. So I think it's up to you now whether the economy goes into trouble. It's you because Republicans raised the debt limit. We did our job. So it's kind of funny. You know, whenever Democrats, you, you see this now. For example, in Tennessee or in Montana, you have a handful of Democrats that are demanding gun control legislation where they have nowhere near enough votes to pass anything. And they're saying this is what democracy looks like. Well, no, three Democrats does not constitute a majority. But again, they think they're the default. They're the default. Same thing in Montana. They're, they think they're the default. Sorry, you're in the numeric minority. Here's a little audio. Speaker McCarthy saying pretty much what I just read, but you can hear it in his own words, cut to. The sad part here is now the Democrats need to do their job. The president can no longer ignore by not negotiating. Senator Schumer, if he thinks he's got a plan, put it on the floor. See if you can pass it, and then we can go to conference. But now, the president can no longer put this economy in jeopardy. We lifted the debt limit. We've sent it to the Senate. We've done our job. The only body in here that's done theirs. Uh Uh-huh. So, all right. Get it going. Get it going, Senate. Here's Biden saying he will not negotiate. Cut one. Republicans say you're refusing to negotiate on the debt limit. They're saying you're missing in action. Will you they haven't figured out the debt limit yet. Are you missing an action? I'm an inflation, Mr. President. With them on the debt limit. Will you meet with McCarthy? When can America meet with McCarthy, but not on whether or not the debt limit gets extended? That's not mm-hmm. negotiable. I notice they quote Reagan and they quote they quote Reagan all the time and they quote Trump, both of which said it says I'm paraphrasing. It would be an absolute crime to not extend the debt limit. What, what do you say? You negotiated in 2011 as vice president. So I guess you'll have to agree to the spending cuts. I guess you'll have to agree to the spending cuts. See, now, this could be a bad precedent in the future, but then again, will it really? Because what have Democrats ever called for a spending cut? Unless they're going to use future debt limit negotiations for things unrelated to the budget like Airfingers, quote, immigration reform or an assault weapons ban. Well, we're not going to raise the debt limit unless you give us an assault weapons ban. One has nothing to do with the other. We were calling this a debt crisis at $13 trillion a decade ago. We are more than double that now. Here, I'll make this, I'll make this easy on you. I'll make it. Anyone who says we're servicing the debt is lying, by the way. That's a, that's one of the biggest lies we're told by by both parties, by the Uniparty, by the media, by left-wing economists. You hear you hear people like you know Paul Krugman and Robert Reich, well, we're servicing the debt. We're not servicing the debt. Paying the minimum down payment 
and then borrowing more. Servicing the debt means the debt is being just making the payment on time and then extending the limit means you don't have any control of your spending. You are not able to bring in the revenue. The idea that government should never have to prioritize is nonsense. Just because government wants to do something, first of all, doesn't mean the Constitution says they can do it. And if you don't have the resources, you don't get to do it. I don't care what agency you're talking about. That includes the military. You can't say, well, we're going to be the world police, but we're going to cut the military budget. You could say, you know what? The military budget is what it is. We're going to have to lay down some priorities. And the military, U.S. military, cannot be all things to all people around the world anymore. Sorry. Some of you nations are going to have to figure this out on your own. Maybe NATO's going to have to step up. Maybe the U.N.'s going to have to step up. Maybe somebody else is going to have to step up. But this is what we've got, and this is what we can do with it. When you look at some of the most ridiculous things that we do, we'll budget a trillion dollars for infrastructure spending, but like, A third of it will go to awareness programs. Well, we have to hire consultants who will study how uh, biracial transgender people use infrastructure. I'm sorry, do they cross a bridge somehow differently than everyone else? The federal government just wastes money. For every one thing they might get right, they get a hundred things wrong. So you know what? When Donald Trump submitted his budget in 2018, that would have cut the budget of the EPA by 35%. I supported it. They don't need to be messing around with irrigation ponds on farmlands. That's not navigable water. We can look at a host of stupid things the federal government gives grant money to, and we go, my God, it's not just shrimp on treadmill. If you remember, if you look at some of these spending packages during COVID, we were spending money on transgender education programs in Pakistan. Why? Because it's somebody else's money. And the Democrats are trying to move us to a place where a numeric minority pays all the taxes and the numeric majority always votes for the spending because what the hell do you care? What the hell do you care? I, you know, I wish, can, can, can I get an honest Democrat to just, just answer a simple question for me? We're, we're, we're raising, we're looking at, I think, I think the, uh, the, the figure is 1.5 trillion. That's what we're raising the debt ceiling by 1.5 trillion. So 31.5 plus 1.5. You know, we're gonna be we're gonna be at 35 trillion before you know it. It's gonna be 40 right around the corner. Who's paying for all these illegals? You got a quarter million people, right? Crossing every every year. You got a you got you got you got a I'm sorry you got uh yeah you got about 200,000 people, crossing every month illegally. Okay. We're looking at about a quarter million people over the year. Who's paying for this? You say we have a shortage of housing. We don't have enough houses for Americans, so you're bringing in more people. They'll say, well, we we have a teacher shortage. Uh, We have food prices. We have a food shortage. We have shortages. Well, by all means, are you blaming immigrants? It's, 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 It's numbers, people. It's not about how your heart feels emotionally. But if you're going to say, well, we have to. We have to take in all these people. Who's paying for it? Who's paying for it? If we're going to construct homes or shelters, if we're going to pay doctors and teachers and contract with food services, for all these people, who's paying for it? 
See, this is why we need to make the overwhelming majority of Americans taxpayers. Then you could say you're paying for it. Do you want to pay for it? That's why we need the flat tax or the fair tax. Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. So you got four Republican holdouts who think this doesn't go far enough. I agree. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilcom Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.